And away we go, the final hour of the morning show here on a Friday, because Rick Jordan has got Fishing Frenzy right after 9 o'clock. Joining us during the 8 o'clock hour, it's Neil Atkins. Good morning, Neil. I'm here, Dave. Good morning to you. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to the weekend, are you? Sure. Big plans? No. Okay. No plans. Just maybe, maybe going... Well, you got both the boat out and the motorcycle out now, so you got yeah. options. Yeah, i got options. Uh, <laughs> Might, maybe Weather we'll, should be okay. Maybe I mean. we'll go to WLSSD uh, dump up there and that sounds like a dump fun off weekend. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> okay. they're open Good. on Saturday. Maybe we'll go ah, there and right. pay money to get rid of stuff. Yeah, that seems to be the trend lately. Anything that uh, yeah, got a refrigerator that went and, stuff, and a yeah. bunch of other stuff that's stacking up there. And I have three dehumidifiers. I think that kind of died over the years and they're yeah. just kind of taking up space, but. I don't know what to do with them in the meantime. So. Yeah, we got... We, Maybe we, I should give them to you. You can take them with your I, stuff. I don't want them. <laughs> okay. I guess they uh, do take a couple of tires they don't charge you for. Oh, really? Okay. I don't have any tires later. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe this <laughs> weekend. Maybe the next. I don't know. All right. It's whatever. Say, uh, I was uh, driving mm-hmm. last, uh, about 4.30 yesterday, coming back from Two Harbors, and I hit London Road. Uh, yeah. Uh, past Leicester River, and all of a sudden, three squad cars came screaming east. This is—I mm-hmm. was probably at about 50th Avenue, 55th Avenue East, and London Road, and everybody's pulling over, and bam, bam, bam—they got full sirens, full lights going, and mm-hmm. then we went, continued on down after they passed, and two more came screaming down, going east. Wow! Never did find out what was going on there, what they were going mm-hmm. to, but uh, could have been nothing. You never know. They, well, something they got called. They, they respond. Yeah, they whether going, there's anything that they're responding they to. They weren't going for coffee or happy hour. <laughs> let me tell you. So they I were. Not something was up. Anything. Something was up. So they Very were well massively responding to whatever right. it was, but uh, never did hear. If it was important, we'll find out in a day or two. Yes, we will. Otherwise, we'll never find out. I know. Now, do you have big plans for the weekend? I do not. I, my grandkids are coming up, so I'm okay. planning on spending some time with them. What we're going to do, I have no idea. But no. Well, you'll find, find you'll find something. Yeah, there's things to, to do, do around here. Say did they, they haven't done already. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. So did they ever get to the bottom of this uh, cocaine they found at the west wing of the White House? They figure somebody just kind of <clears throat> dropped it as they were touring the place. Well, the West Wing isn't for tours, though, isn't it? For well, they, they, I don't know. I think parts of it are open or something. I don't know. But, ordinary uh, folks. So, but they do do checks, apparently. Maybe somebody had it on them and didn't want to yeah. be found with it, so just kind of dropped it or left it. Well, not that uh, <laughs> this hasn't happened before right. at the, with different administrations and people smoking, smoking yeah. weed on the roof of the... <laughs> Of the White House, I uh, have well, not heard that. Secret Service looks the other way because really? uh, okay. it's one of the one of the kids of the president oh, or whatever, yeah. and nobody pays any attention. But uh, mm. things like that happen. Yeah, but uh, nobody gets arrested. But dropping a baggie of cocaine is a, <laughs> a little bit more of concern. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, here if somebody did, I'd be extremely concerned about it. But in the White House, uh, mm. it's not like you're going to Kmart. True. Or Walmart. Yeah. So, but anyway. Well, that's why they got rid of it. They didn't want to be found with it. Maybe they'll get to the that's bottom of, of that whole deal. So. Eh, if anybody cares, I don't know. So any, uh, uh, any good news? Any big things happening this weekend? The Fourth Fest happened last weekend. Well, you got the, uh, the start of the movies in the park. Ooh. That'll be tonight. What, Leif Erickson Park? Leif Erickson, yeah. yeah. I think, uh, I forget what movie it's going to be now. 
Yeah, that's become pretty popular. Yeah, no doubt about it. Bring the family. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a Spider-Man movie, one of the Spider-Man movies. Okay. So they put a big screen up there. and Yeah, and you sit down on the hill and kind of watch the movie. and assume somebody has beverages there that people I would imagine yeah. you can purchase uh, all kinds of things. And, and uh, you might want to bring some bug spray. Mosquitoes are pretty tough. They were year. descending upon everybody <laughs> last night out at my I'm not place. sure how they are at, uh, downtown. Maybe it's not quite so bad, but. I had a meeting I had to go to, and I didn't get home until about 7.30, and we were sitting outside, and all of a sudden, zoom! It was just like, I went and changed, put shorts on, and sat down, and it was like, I looked down, and my legs were getting dark, and it was mosquitoes landing. Yeah, evenings are the worst time, it seems, for some reason or another. Just right around sunset is when the skeeters tend to... Well, the new that hatchlings. must be feeding hour, I guess, for the skeeters. Must be the new hatchlings after all the, <laughs> Maybe the, that's uh, it. the uh, wet yeah. uh, uh, water that we had out there, all the rain and all that sort of thing. I don't stuff. know if you're a big tipper or not, Neil, but if it feels like you're constantly being imposed upon to tip, it's because you are. Well, New etiquette experts say that you're not always obligated to do so. There are five specific circumstances where you do not need the tip. Yes, and what are those? Anybody who earns a salary or performs a trade, such as a doctor, lawyer, teacher, plumber, cable technician, they all get paid for what they're doing. You don't need to tip them. Counter service people, such as baristas or cashiers, they're paid a salary. They don't need to be tipped. They all have tip jars out there, though. I suppose. I don't know if it's for them or not. It is for them. uh, Open bar events. The host of the event that has likely already taken care of the uh, tip, supposedly. So you don't have to. Well, let me tell you, my experience has been that... There's uh, more here. Oh, go give me more. Give me more. Restaurants or other services where a 20% gratuity is always added to your bill, you don't have to add even more tips, I guess, if it's already added. And finally, you don't have to tip if you believe you've got poor or rude service. Well. Which apparently was a tip. That's what it means to begin with. You get a tip for good service. For good service yeah. It seems like we have to tip whether the service is good or not. No. no. I wonder. I wonder if uh, gratuities have dropped uh, in in Minnesota since Why? they did away with the tip credit. Um, Wisconsin has that. You know, now in Minnesota they have to pay oh, uh, servers or bartenders yeah. have to get paid the minimum, whatever the minimum wage is at least. And of course yeah. they they were trying to pump to bring that up to fifteen bucks an hour. And I'm I'm just wondering if if uh, tips have suffered. I I don't know. I haven't heard. Uh, well, the thing is, I don't know what they're paid anyway. So if they're you know if they're serving me and it gets yeah. good service, I'll tip them whether they're getting paid more or not. I don't know. Well, I was having this discussion uh, the other day with some uh, younger family members, and mm-hmm. they seemed to think that uh, people weren't tipping as much. And I said, <laughs> well, where do you get that? And they they didn't really know because they're yeah. not in the in the business oh, okay. of serving. And uh, when I when I go to restaurants, a lot of restaurants now they'll print out your bill and mm-hmm. they'll give you if you're gonna make uh, yeah, cash little, or charge a it space for your tip. They yeah. give a space for the tip, but right. then they go the percentages ten, fifteen, oh, twenty, twenty five percent. They uh, work it out for you of That's your nice. bill. <laughs> yeah. So if you choose to give twenty percent, right. you give twenty percent or ten percent or whatever. Right. Uh, I usually. You know, if the service is fine, I usually give at least twenty percent tip. All right, very nice. And um, but everywhere, almost everywhere I go now, they print that out for you. Yeah, I know there were a couple of places that decided to do a five percent surcharge, mm. and that would go to the kitchen staff. Oh uh, yeah, a yeah, tip yeah. to the kitchen staff because sometimes the servers weren't tipping. Uh, most of the places that I used to work at when I bartended, 
they would uh, the servers would go and tip the kitchen staff, but sometimes some of the servers oh. didn't. Yeah, when I give a tip, I assume it's going to the server, not to the kitchen staff. Well, it's, uh, supposedly they're supposed they're to. They're supposed most to share. Places, huh? I didn't share. know that. So now if you they, have to actually tip the kitchen staff. Well, they, some businesses have decided that they're just going to add that onto your bill, oh. and it's disclosed. <laughs> and I know some people All got right. kind of crabby about well, that because uh, one restaurant operation that started doing that, they will go unnamed unless mm. they want to call and tell us about it. <laughs> and they oh. put an added 5% on the bill. And uh, the thing that was now a lot of places are giving you a cash or charge option. So yeah. I was at a restaurant up over the hill the other day with a friend of mine. She and I went out and had lunch. And uh, all of a sudden the bill came for the two of us. Mm-hmm. And it was like twenty three eighty by the credit card or twenty two fifty cash. Okay? So they were Well the restaurant has to pay more, I guess, so they Well give they you didn't a break used to do that. Now they're yeah. doing that. There and are some I, restaurants that won't take credit cards. You gotta pay cash. Well you got I hope they give you a previous announcement before you Well, order. you know what's interesting? <laughs> I, this place I wrote a check, so that was cash. So I yeah. wrote a check for the amount and Does check the count tip. as cash? Yep. Okay. They don't have to have a fee for that. Okay. And uh, but it's uh, there were a couple of places that I went to. They'd already added on the surcharge mm. for the uh, uh, credit card, and I paid cash. And I, I went and I, I didn't at this one place. I did not challenge it. It yeah. was an extra half a buck. But later on, when I happened to be up there, I told the owner. I said, you know, you you gotta. You, you got to be kind of careful there because that kind of ticked me off. But I paid the half a buck extra anyway. I wasn't going to go and argue with somebody for 50 cents. Yeah, but okay. the point is, is that that's not good business uh, to do that. And you can irritate some customers. They might not come back. That's not a good thing. No. Let's go to the phone and see what we got going here. Sure. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, Turtle from the Hogpen. Turtle. What's going on out there? Yeah, so you guys kind of blew off that thing about the cocaine. That wasn't just dropped on the floor. That was stored. That was put some of that, hid that someplace. And besides that, cocaine is the devil's drug. Ah. You know, and, and the thing is, nowadays, they're lacing it with this fentanyl stuff. Oh, yeah, like, now people right. are dying from this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah yep. and that, I think that's something pretty serious. And, you know, right. but anyway, I just thought I would uh, mention that. It's, I don't think it's something that can blow off. Well, I hear you on that. You know, Washington, D.C., they, they rule cocaine as a misdemeanor if you're in possession of it. Other states consider it a felony if you're in possession of it. It's kind of interesting, the nation's capital. Of course, the uh, city there, they're so liberal that uh, they've, they've uh, the Congress had to slap the city council and the mayor on the hands because they overstepped their bounds for Washington, D.C. on something. They actually got some bipartisan support this is a year ago. Well, actually, it's the devil's drug. Huh? That's what I've always called it. All right. Well, have a good hear. day, guys. All right, have, thanks. Have a good day. Yeah, cocaine is bad news. Bad well, news. certainly, yeah. You know, we, I don't remember, think any drugs are all that great, but... Well, now that it, they're lacing it, and I, I happen yeah. to uh, watch some, they've been doing all kinds of... Uh, they're lacing all kinds of drugs, not just cocaine. It's well, what's happened pretty is... Pretty much they, anything you can buy that's anything, illegal has got some fentanyl in it just to uh, yeah, cut it and make it more dangerous. Well, they're they're cutting it to give you a bigger high, and unfortunately... They're, Probably a little cheaper, too, I'm guessing. But. Cutting it and killing people. 110,000 right. people died last year from overdoses from opiates. 
and most of it was fentanyl related. It wasn't your regular. Then you have your prescription pills Mm -hmm. that are illegally produced or stolen. With fentanyl. And some of those uh, (laughs) have it added to it. It's a huge crisis. The state of Ohio is kind of the epicenter out there. They had both the U.S. senators uh, on uh, uh, Face the Nation this last Sunday talking about it and how the horrible situation that's going on in the state of Ohio. And uh, it all started with NAFTA and some stuff going back into the late 70s and the 80s when uh, companies started fleeing the United States and going and producing stuff overseas Hmm. that was cheap. And all these uh, plants and industries shut down in Ohio. Ohio had been the heartland of manufacturing and steel production and a whole other things. And people ended up getting laid off, and they they were tracking how the use of, uh, whether it's crack cocaine back in the day, methamphetamines, and now fentanyl. Uh, Ohio's got one of the highest death rates now wow. of overdoses in the, in the country. All right, we've got to take a break. We'll be back. And away we go. It is sports time at 826. Bruce taking the, the week off. Tom Robick has got sports this morning. There he is. All right, so the Duluth Huskies played again last night. It mm-hmm. seems like the only team they play these days is St. Cloud. They did <laughs> lose three, uh, four to three yesterday yeah. in St. Cloud. Now they play same two teams. St. Cloud only, again? Only this time it will be in Duluth. Oh. Wade Stadium. Home and home series. First like pitch that. tonight in Duluth at the Wade at 635. Minnesota Twins. Starting up a weekend series against the Baltimore Orioles at Target Field tonight. That's where the Twins kind of started putting things back together again. Uh, coming off a three-game sweep of the Kansas City Royals. And then they took two out of three against the O's in Baltimore last weekend. Uh, Minnesota first place in the AL Central, 45-43. and 43. Bailey Ober, who has played very well for the Twins, will be on the mound tonight. First pitch, 7-10. And then Minnesota will pick... Fifth overall in the Major League Baseball draft, which was ha- is going to be happening this weekend. All right. I think that takes place in Seattle. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers split their series against the Cubs 6-5 at American Family Field. Uh, the Brewers open up a three-game series with the first-place Reds tonight at home. Final series before the All-Star break. Uh, Minnesota United will try to stretch their point streak to three matches when they host Austin at Allianz Field tomorrow, and they'll be without Adrian Heath. He's on the sideline because he was tagged with a one-match suspension earlier this week. They'll have forward Ishmael Tajuri Shradi in uniform after signing him to a contract yesterday. I'm sure I totally mispronounced his name. But, I was but impressed he, with the name that you gave me. I, I, I you know, gave him a good name. I yeah. guess you know if you're going to pronounce it the wrong, right. make, be confident there in pronouncing go. it wrong. Nobody else knows how he pronounces it. <laughs> right. uh, Timberwolves and the Bucks, uh, you know, they're both in summer play. Mm. The Wolves with a game against New Orleans and Las Vegas today. Bucks uh, will begin summer league uh, against the Denver Nuggets tonight. The Minnesota Lynx will go for their fifth straight win. When they host the Phoenix Mercury at Target Center tonight, coming off a 90-83 home win over the Fever on Wednesday. And now Minnesota tied for sixth place in the WNBA at 8 and 9. They're they're really pretty red hot. And speaking of basketball, uh, the NBA's top draft pick, Victor Wembenyama, says he did not realize a woman who tried to stop him in a Las Vegas hotel lobby was Britney Spears. <laughs> she wanted his picture, uh-huh. 
Or she wanted her picture with him, or yeah. his picture with her. He blew her off? And no. Oh. Um, one of his security details struck her in the face. Oh, that's not good. Punched her when she tried to get a photo with him. <laughs> I mean, really, what difference does it make who it is? That's I mean, right. you know, now he's saying, well, I didn't know it was Britney Spears. Right, so but still. He wouldn't have punched her in the face if we knew that... <sighs> It was Britney Spears. That's pretty sad. Uh, Wemben Yama says he didn't know until the next day who the woman was. Uh, TMZ reported the security guard apologized to Spears. Mm. But nevertheless, a police report, as it should be, was mm. filed alleging battery. She can't. <laughs> and she never did get the picture with him either, I No, I don't think she did. Uh, uh, you know, it's just everybody just calm down here. All right. Wanted a picture with the time. You know, it, it, how many people... Look, he hasn't even played one moment in, in the NBA yet. Mm. Anyway, I know he's the overall pick, I wouldn't even recognize him. I wouldn't even. I don't well, even exactly. recognize the name. Well, yeah. Britney Spears did. And she was trying she to get did. a picture yeah. with him. And, but she, her whole life is entertainment. Though. It's true. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not, yeah. let's not uh, totally discount that. Yeah. So, But the, right. the interesting thing is I, they talk about the paparazzi out there, and I don't know how I, maybe people accosted him before, but... The craziness that the, these uh, people that are independents chase after the stars and try yeah. to get them in compromising photos oh, sure. yes. and won't leave them alone. And there's been accidents and all kinds of stuff. There's a lot going on here. but um, Princess Diana died uh, because of that, right. being chased yeah. by paparazzi yeah. over in France. It's true, yeah. but you still can't punch her. No, That's right. you can't do that. All right, now, uh, you guys, I don't know if you're Pepsi drinkers or not, but Pepsi is going to introduce a new flavor at Ooh. Little Caesars. The Pepsi Pineapple will return for a special promotion. Will the, return? It's been there before? Apparently, there has already been oh. a Pepsi okay. Pineapple. Hmm. I would not drink it, but I don't know if you guys are into pineapple juice or uh, Pepsi I, combined I like, with pineapple. I like or pineapple. Or pineapple on your pizza. I like pineapple. Yeah. And... Uh, if I had something that had pineapple juice and some other juices mixed together, yeah. <laughs> but straight pineapple juice is not exactly my forte. Mm. Well, maybe with Pepsi it's okay. I, I'm not a big pineapple fan. So a, I, I will eat pineapple on yeah. my pizza. Okay. Uh, oh. And B, I, I don't really generally drink soft drinks, but if someone <laughs> threw it in front of me and I'm and it's it's 103 degrees, you taste, you drink. Right. Sure. Yeah. And I you go. Gulp. Well, hey, I. You either like it or, well, that's I the first and the last time I'll ever try that. So you just don't know. <laughs> yeah. Now, is it real juice in there, though? That's my question. I, I, that I don't know. Just the Pepsi Pineapple made its debut yeah. back in 2020 for a limited time, and now you'll come back again on the 17th of July for a limited time if okay. you want to try it at Little Caesars. Hmm. All right. So it's ever, only available there, though. Uh, apparently so. I okay. you ever drink uh, Cherry Coke? Oh, sure. They have Cherry yeah. Pepsi, too. Yeah, so, I would imagine. There are a couple other varieties, but... I can't tell the difference between, like, Cherry Coke and uh, Dr. Pepper. Really? Kind of tastes the same to me. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Cherry Coke, so I, no. I don't care about any of them. You don't like you, you just You're pretty <laughs> obstinate today, aren't I you? I just told pop. you I'd take a gulp of pineapple <laughs> pop. <laughs> All right, Tom, thank you. Right. Tom Robick in for uh, Bruce Siski. Bruce will be back on Monday. In fact, Bruce will be back for me, I guess, on Monday. I'll be gone on Monday. So. Oh, where are you going? I'm... I'm just taking the week off to enjoy time with the grandkids. There you go. That'll be fun. Yeah. Good that day. sounds perfect. I know. We'll see what we can find to do. <laughs> we haven't already done. That's the key. All right. 832 at KDAL. We shall return. Dave Strandberg and Neil Atkins. The KDAL Morning Show. 
8.37, the morning show here on KDAL on a Friday. Turning out to be a pretty nice day. 65, Airport 61 downtown and 60 in Superior. Going for a high today in the uh, upper 70s. Upper 70s. Chance maybe of some uh, showers and thunderstorms. So, Dave, uh, there's been an outside audit of Duluth's economic development. Wow. And... uh, who did the auditing? The, uh, uh, it wasn't a part of the city, for yeah. sure. It was conducted <laughs> through a series of uh, in-person conversations with staff, stakeholders, and developers huh. and, and contractors. And, and there was an online survey. Um, the, uh, basically, in a new study assessing the economic development efforts in the city of Duluth concludes there's room to improve the process. And here, this is in Business North. I uh, just came out uh, the oh, other okay. day. Uh, in consideration to partnership and synergy with invested organization, the economic development process in Duluth is fragmented. This is the study author, Baker Tilly, mm. uh, U.S. A public accounting and consulting firm headquartered in Chicago. And... Uh, Often they say the city is not privy to development projects or potential projects until late stages of negotiations and decisions to locate and do that they're made. And says this can cause significant issues and delays in development if permitting and inspection regulations are overlooked or not considered. And then they they had a series of uh, uh, like uh, one to ten, uh, ten being great and the lower. Uh, on average, the uh, ratings of the people surveyed was a 5.6 in dealing with the city on various economic development issues, whether it's in housing or commercial. And then there was uh, the article is pretty lengthy, and uh, uh, basically some people said they had a great experience with the city. Others said that they didn't. Uh, the mayor thinks there's a sunny side to the whole deal and claims that there was only a couple hundred negative responses out of uh, up to 4,000 uh, uh, surveys that went out and saying that uh, the uh, that means that most people are satisfied because only 200 people responded negative. And, and that's kind of picking and choosing there. But, yeah. but uh, the point is... is well, the Duluth- online surveys are tough to get appropriate. I mean, people are going to... Some people that are into it aren't going to respond. Some people will, and... Well, you get the people that are not satisfied, they'll respond more often than those that are. When I look at my email box, how many requests yeah, do I get right. on on stuff? And a lot of it I just mm-hmm. delete, delete, delete. Right. And that's probably what happened here. That doesn't mean that the point is is that uh, 200 individuals did respond negatively. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, this is not just Emily Larson's fault if, let's say, it's if it's difficult to deal with the city of Duluth in uh, trying to start a business or or develop or do something. This has been an ongoing issue with the city of Duluth for decades. Ah. And it's it's not just one administration or the other. And it's been a process and it's been a problem. No. Uh, there, But there are some people in business that uh, are going to go and do something that don't know what the rules are. Ah. And they get frustrated because sometimes the rules can be real cumbersome. We had one of our... Uh, candidates here, Ashley, that was on uh, a couple weeks ago, talking about uh, rules and regulations that are hard to get moved. Now, her platform was dealing with housing issues, mm-hmm. saying that the city codes make it 
difficult, if almost impossible, for a developer to move forward on some stuff. And you you bring that forward with some of the other uh, developments. Uh, Yeah, it is. Look at what happened. We had Eric Forsman on, uh, uh, Dulles City Councilor. He was talking about the Costco debacle. Uh, Costco came to town, was wanted to locate up where they are, mm-hmm. and they met a brick wall in many respects, and all of a sudden it became chaotic and almost a catastrophe, and they announced that the heck with it. They never dealt with a mm-hmm. city so belligerent in their, in, their, in their corporate lives, so to speak. That's the wow. word that got out. And all of a sudden people came together and patched things up, but within a few weeks things got resolved, and uh, there was a smoother access to be able to get things done so uh so you know sometimes it can happen and you got to bring bring people together and in that case you had somebody on the council as far as Forsman is concerned mm-hmm. kind of got involved a little bit even though it's really not the role of the counselors right. but it is because they got to go and approve all this stuff if there's any economic mm-hmm. development assistance they got to approve it and uh, so the the city has had a black eye over the decades dealing with business and economic development, and it just depends on, you know, who hears it in the administration and how they can be helpful. And believe me, there are rogue yeah. developers out there that will come in and try to cut every corner they can well, certainly. and not play by the rules, and that happens also. But uh, the point is, is you you got to see through the, yeah. the grass, so to speak, right. and understand that it's not supposed to take two years to get something done. May I suggest, if it's tough getting uh, something done in Duluth, yeah. there's always Superior on the other side of the bridge. <laughs> We'd be more than happy to do what we can to get the... Uh, we should get your mayor over there to uh, come and say, come on, he the is, Superior! He is proposing, believe it or not, a reduction in some fees. I heard that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. When was the last time you had anybody proposing reductions Boy, in something? Minnesota just raised fees. <laughs> they, they, ah, I, I don't think they uh, well. found an, uh, an, a rock <laughs> unturned that they couldn't put a fee on. Maybe that's why our mayor is uh, unopposed and unopposed, was reelected. Yeah. All right, 844 from KDAL. We shall return. Pretty nice weather for going up the country. What do you say? Country. Yeah. Uh, this is canned, canned heat. heat. Yep. Boy, he had a unique voice in that. <laughs> I, I could never replicate that. I yeah. used to go on This sing. is not one of your uh, karaoke songs? Not that. I can't go that high. Okay. And, uh, I did. Uh, Speaking of not going very high, Wall Street opening lower this morning. Oh, for Pete's sake. Dave, you already always got to give me the, the uh, bad news. Here. Despite a slightly weaker than expected June jobs report, the mixed data failed to ease concerns, apparently. All three major averages appear headed for losing a week. The opening bell, Dow Jones, S&P 500, and NASDAQ all trading lower this morning. Well. Sorry to say, but that's the way the ball bounces. Yeah, there's, uh, you know. The markets are always up and down. Now mm-hmm. we're down just uh, just under a hundred points right now. In the, in the uh, House Dow Republicans uh, oh, talking oh, Republicans. a little bit more about the uh, the cocaine situation. They are now demanding a briefing from the Secret Service on the cocaine that was found in the White House. The Oversight Committee Chair James Comer requesting a briefing from the head of the agency by the end of next week. They want to look into uh, White House security procedures and what happened and how that cocaine got in there. Uh, Comer called the incident unacceptable and shameful, 
small bag of cocaine found Sunday night in a cubby near the White House West Executive entrance. In a cubby. So that By means it was stashed. Well, I don't know what a cubby it wasn't, is. It wasn't laying on the floor. It wasn't dropped. It was. They were looking around to yeah. see if there was any right. bad things. And that's what the Secret Service yeah. does. They go in and they, mm-hmm. they look around in every crevice, every corner, to make right. sure there's no bombs or anything like that. <laughs> and all of a sudden they so found this. had the cocaine in their pocket, decided to stash it in this They hid it they in, in, in yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, obviously the jig is up somebody. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's on staff or, or somebody that right. was there as a guest. Uh, is a user of an illegal substance. Could very well and, be. And uh, there's millions or maybe of, they're trying to get it into somebody else. Who knows? Maybe they're maybe make the president <laughs> That's happy why I guess like they're that. going to do an investigation. So. Uh, do you remember the um, the uh, uh, comedian impersonist, David Fry? Yes. Well, he did a tape where he mimicked all the presidents, including Richard Nixon, Lyndon Johnson. He was in his heyday when mm-hmm. Lyndon Johnson, Richard Nixon, and all those were the, mm-hmm. were the uh, pre- presidents, and Hubert Humphrey. And I've got the tape somewhere. It was a cassette tape. <laughs> yeah. And uh, You still got a cassette player to play it on? Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, very good. Uh, not in the vehicle. The vehicle I've got now, yeah. there's uh, no, no no CDs, no tape players. You've got to find serious. Not even an 8-track. Su- subscribe to the deals. But anyway, on this, there was an episode on the, his, the monologue there, and it was uh, uh, Richard Nixon. They had a big war on drugs that they were starting. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the early 70s, and uh, a staff member came in, Mr. President, you know, marijuana is illegal here. And we thought, the, the ga- ga- gang and I thought it would be good if you at least tried it. Oh, and geez. and just to, just to understand. Yeah. And all of a sudden you hear, chomp, chomp, uh, uh, Mr. President, oh, yes, oh, yes. Uh, Mr. President, you're supposed to smoke it, not eat it. Oh, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't realize that. So he ate it. So he ate it. Yeah. So anyway, it goes on. It's it's a it's a funny tape. Ah, and they they and they had a good one. Lyndon Johnson and Hubert Humphrey. Of course, Hubert Humphrey was from Minnesota. And yeah, he was a vice president. Waverly. He was pleased as punch. Usually pleased as punch. Yeah. Great guy. And they had a they had a good good little monologue mm-hmm. on on Lyndon Johnson and and Hubert and Lady Bird and the whole works. It's pretty comical. So David Fry, if you ever are looking on, you know, streaming or whatever, you'd find uh, his uh, comedy tape on that whole deal. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Those big old cruise ships are pretty tough to uh, dock, apparently. Those are huge. The one smash into the wharf again? Uh, 3,300 travelers on the Ruby Princess cruise ship are kind of stuck in San Francisco after the cruise ship hit a pier while docking yesterday morning. Coast Guard helping with the investigation. They confirmed the hull of the ship and the dock both damaged Uh-oh. and are being inspected. An update on a departure time expected this morning, but mm. in the meantime, they're stuck in San Francisco. Well, those They're things. supposed to be going to Alaska for a 10-day cruise. So. Well, they, they had one that they showed uh, where they had Boy. one of the uh, cruise ships tied yeah. up, and apparently there was a swell, yeah. and it went... All Ooh. over the place, and people are <laughs> fly, flying all over the yeah. place on the yeah. ship. Yeah, that was out in the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. And those then, are uh, they're, they're, they don't have brakes on those ships. You can't really stop. You got to kind of glide in. Have you guys ever been on a cruise ship? Yes, we have. What I were have. you on, Dave? A couple of different ones. Yeah. Uh, one was uh, a Disney cruise. Ooh. I forget the name of the cruise line now that they contract. Could have been with. Disney. 
How about you, Neil? No, I've never been on a uh, yeah. uh, the big. Well, I've been on yeah, actually, those Norwegian cruise lines. Uh, I, yeah, I toured the Queen Mary out in Long Beach. Ah, sure, okay. Who hasn't toured it? Yeah, yeah. went on yeah. board and so you uh, weren't out in the ocean. You and were we we, we looked <laughs> on it. Actually, the cream. Of course, it was a, a museum and a spot. And I guess they got a hotel in there too. And they claimed mm. that there's ghosts oh, of inhabiting oh, of the ship. Sure, sure. But we went on there, and uh, my my wife's father. When he came back from Europe, mm. came back from World War II, came back on that ship, Excellent. and he told him he had put his initials. So we're looking all oh. over the place, and of course it's all painted over, but we couldn't find his initials. Cute, <laughs> cute. But, uh, did he say where? Or did you have to check the whole well, ship? She she oh, said okay. that it indicated, and we we all looked right. around and that sort of thing. And he'd <laughs> been uh, he'd been a prisoner of war. He was captured during wow. the Battle of the Bulge. Really? Yes. Yeah. And uh, he wrote a little story about his experience uh, oh, as, a, as a prisoner of war. Escaped and got recaptured. And he was fortunate that they were not executed. Really? Because the Germans, this is towards the end of the war. Well, what town do you think this was? I don't know. It was, uh, you know, the, uh, the story Western that she Europe. has is interesting. And it's, he wrote it all up. He and some guys were able to escape. And there was a big farmhouse that they found, and they went up into the attic and were hiding out there. Well, they didn't realize that the Germans had a little command center ah. down below, and they're, they're up there for days. I think and, I saw this movie. And they're hungry. <laughs> so they snuck down, and they stole some food, oh. went back up, and the Germans, as particular they were, they inventoried everything, and they discovered food was gone, so they oh, figured boy. somebody's stealing it. And they started searching it, and they found the guys at gunpoint oh, and uh, recaptured them. And mm. and he served his uh, sentence out until they were liberated when, wow. when the war ended. But, the uh, best World War II movie, movie. A story that uh, we have in our family is my wife's dad. Mm-hmm. He fired cannons. Mm-hmm. Artillery man. Way back. He was right. back there firing a 20-foot-long cannon <laughs> at the Monte Casino. Oh, Italy there. Yeah. Well, that's another story. Uh, so he and uh, his good buddy, Rocky Recoro, were minding their own business. Things were quiet. They tore down the casino. And so now what's he going to do? So Rocky says, being a very devout Catholic, with a Lutheran guy from Minnesota, hey, let's steal a Jeep and go visit the Pope. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> they did? Yeah. And by God, they did. They had lunch with the Pope. In Rome. Wow, that's pretty cool. Lutheran guy <laughs> and this Irish Italian guy from New York City. Yeah. Nickel. Cool? Pretty cool. Yeah. So right. I said, show me the pictures. <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody had uh, Nobody had back in those days. <laughs> 854 at KDAL. we got to check on the weather forecast coming up next. It is 65 at the airport, a part in the cloudy skies, 60 down Superior, 61 in downtown Duluth, a west wind uh, gusting to 22 miles an hour now. Yesterday we had an official high of 70. It's supposed to be 77 this time of year. That's the normal high. Record high on this date back in 1936, 100 degrees in Duluth. That was that year that that <laughs> summer was uh, blazing. It must have been a hot one. They told me, um, my mom told me about that, my uncle, great uncles, and people just went outside and s- slept on yeah. the sidewalk at night because uh, it was so hot. Yikes. And that's the only time it kind of cooled down a little bit. I think those temperatures for about a week, it was in the 100 degree. Yeah. 
It got up to 106, I think, is the all-time high ever in Duluth, and that happened probably the same year. But uh, I think Kenny was telling me that even the low temperatures were in the 70s overnight, so it wasn't all that cool sleeping no. weather either. So that had to be amazing. All right, 522 was sun up this morning. It'll set this evening at 9.05. Well, so, you know, Rick, you Rick talked about his uh, relative there having uh, lunch with the Pope. Yeah. I was going to ask <laughs> Rick, you... Now, they had yep. lunch with the Pope, yep. and uh, obviously that's after the Italians had surrendered. Now, did the yeah. Pope say grace and bless them, even though one <laughs> yeah. was a Lutheran? I was wondering what they ate, too, at the lunch. Uh, I don't know. You know, I think my wife asked about that. Yeah. And he said he tried to imitate the good Catholic people as best he could. <laughs> <laughs> but for a Lutheran Swede, it yeah. was tough. Well, that's all right. You just bow your head and fold your hands and let the Pope do the, the, pope the talking. He, I'm I mean, sure he's, he did. He's the guy that got to know well, Who was the Pope then? Pius? Pius Twelfth, I think, during yeah, World War II. Yeah. All, right. Yeah. All right, we're going to smoke in the boys' room here as we wrap there things up. There you go. Well, take care, Dave. We'll see you when you get back. <laughs> yeah, I won't be here next week, Neil, but you'll be in good hands with uh, the Siski. The Bruce Siski, yeah. There you go. All right. Well, you have a good weekend, folks. You too. Well, you know, I used to have them just about all the time. But I found a way to get out of it. Let me tell you about it.